Welcome to Vaginance. We're very happy to be here. So in this episode, you'll hear us talk a lot about health insurance and our personal health experiences and investment experiences. And I would just like to remind our listeners that we are not experts. We're not offering actual advice. We're discussing our personal experiences. And maybe you could relate. Who knows? Who but knows? Don't do things that we say to do ever. Don't, kids don't buy drugs online. Don't buy drugs online. <laughs> unless you have a friend who just swears by a certain website. <laughs> so both me and Taylor signed up for healthcare this week. And one of the things she signed up for, you already know, of course, was by your recommendation. So I think it'd be cool if y'all maybe talked about that a little bit. Because it is, I've already recommended that to someone. I was like, you got to fucking do it. It's amazing. Yeah, you might know more about it at this point than I do because I literally just sent that one out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did a bunch of research into it um, after you had sent me that article, so. And I was on the fence between getting uh, insurance through my job, which which is three times more expensive, or doing that. Um, so we were both in it for like a day and then <laughs> quickly made had to make decisions. Yeah. Should we start with our accomplishments of the week? Like w- if we accomplished any of the goals we had set for ourselves last week? Um, Did we not? Did we not set goals last week? I don't think I wrote any down. Well, I accomplished a goal. I you did. You're just saying, you can did. I talk about what I did this Taylor, week? Tell us about oh, your success. We did the listen up, bitches. I finished your money or your life. My goal from before the first podcast <laughs> recording. It was like Highly a, recommend. A, a weight off your shoulders. Y'all should have really tried. <laughs> Y'all really should have convinced me to read this book sooner. Uh, <laughs> um, Vicky Robin, we'd I love also, to have you on the show. <laughs> this, this may be a good thing or a bad thing, but I do now fully recognize and am self-conscious about us talking about the same book for six podcasts now. <laughs> There's a lot to cover. There in is a book. lot to cover, but like there are other books in the world too. I know. We should probably read them. I started the 80-20 principle. Oh, how, how are you liking it so far? Yeah, it's fine. So, <laughs> so dismissive. <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. fine. <laughs> No, I. Uh, the reason it sounded so dismissive is I'm only 20 minutes in, so I can't start to make any judgment. Ah! But it's also not. That's the- where 80% of the information <laughs> is. <laughs> Incredible. That is the best joke I've ever heard. You heard it. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> Great Aliu. Um but it's not called the 80-20 principle. It's called the 80-20 principle and 92 other powerful laws of nature. No. Is that Nope. Nope. I mean That's it's by other book, same author. Yeah, it's still Richard Koch. He, he says it's Koch. 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 Yeah. <laughs> um that is another book by him. Well, it was misleading. It's the only one that the library has through the library. That's so. fair. But we are making it a nice habit around here to read the wrong book. That is wildly misleading. <laughs> it is the same title and author. Listen, that's that's my argument too. It's way different. <laughs> Taylor's like, that's my thing. Give it back. But it was another popular book about finance. 
<laughs> but I figure it probably still explains the same concept. It probably does. Also, that book's more generic than just finance. So I like, yeah, I like that. Let me know what nine, the 92 other principles are, though, because I haven't read about those. I did have it on my list to also read that book. Uh, <laughs> but I haven't yet, so I can't tell you how different it is. Anyway, that wasn't a complaint that we we're talking about the same book for six <laughs> podcasts. I just wanted to say that I'm very aware of it. Yeah, it does. So- it does feel like we're in a book club that we haven't invited the listeners to. <laughs> so we're going to invite our listeners to read Your Money or Your Life by Vicky Robin. And then re-listen to the first six podcasts. <laughs> and then start over. <laughs> um, cool. And then anything else that you wanted to address of your accomplishments? Um, no, I mean, I we can get into the healthcare stuff because that's that was the big accomplishment of last week because Becca had been telling me that I have to have healthcare, whatever. I'm the controlling one in the relationship. I was just going to keep going without it and just fucking hope for the best. Um, but yeah, since I'm a freelancer, I don't get health insurance, even though I'm basically a full-time employee. So uh, I've just been kind of like not. Uh, so last year I had signed up for the community care of Austin. It's like the local, you know, basically free health care if you're very, very low income. And I was at the time I like I was going through that new program trying to uh, transition careers. And so I was making basically no money. Um, So I qualified for it. But this year I don't qualify for it since I have a little bit more freelance work going on and I'm bringing in a little more income. But I really didn't want to sign up for healthcare because that's like, you know, $300, $400 a month. That is a lot of money for me, at least. Like, I think that's a lot of money um, to spend on healthcare. And I was really stressing about that. And obviously, Becca, you were like, Nah, you need you need healthcare. And then Maggie had mentioned how was it Mr. Money Mustache? Yes. Had written that article about um direct primary care, which is kind of like this new movement that I didn't even know about until I read that article where people are basically or doctors are basically trying to offer affordable healthcare to people that doesn't include um, like catastrophic events. So if you just want like a primary doctor that's going to cover 90% of the issues you're going to have, stress-related, you know, weird rashes, whatever is going on in your life. Don't look at me so directly. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at you, bitch. Um, <laughs> whatever weird body things are going on. <laughs> she points vaguely at my body. <laughs> Um, yeah. So anyways, I did my research and there are a handful of doctors in Austin that do direct primary care and they cover like so much more than I realized. Like this was what's really interesting about direct primary care is they have more of an investment in making sure that you're healthy. You're not just like another cog in the machine. Like, okay. Because your membership fees are always the same. Exactly. Your membership fees are always the same every month. You are paying for their service directly and they offer things like uh, like they'll do like weight management and like they'll help you like figure out what awesome. works for your lifestyle like and like they programs. actually like there's like it kind of yeah exactly it kind of incorporates like this whole wellness idea and melds it with medicine which I really like Fuck yeah so because like I feel like every doctor I've ever been to where I've been like hey like I've been gaining weight I don't know how to like control that I don't know how to function as an adult and they're just like 
so dismissive, you know, and I feel like very shot down all the time. It's like, well, just stop eating. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like that. I've tried Thanks. that. <laughs> I've tried that so many times. Um, but with this, I and obviously like my first appointment is next Monday. So um with I haven't tried it out yet, but with this, it seems like they're much more invested in like you as a person. And um it's much more casual. Like they'll text you if you prefer. They'll email you like whatever you want. Um, and, you know, you can text them if you have a question. Like it just seems really nice for I'm me. I'm very seems- excited to hear about your experiences with this. And I, I think, am too. I think a lot of people will be very excited to hear about yeah. your experiences with this. Well, and it's a month to month program. So if Taylor realizes that it doesn't work for her, this doctor doesn't work for her, mm-hmm. she can switch to a different doctor. Yeah, exactly. You can cancel anytime. There's no penalty or anything. And it's like it sounds I'm very optimistic about it. Me too. I am too. I'm yeah, I really hope it works out. I and I did a lot of research in like the different people that were offering it. And honestly it came down to like who I thought was the most personable. Like I looked at all the websites. There were a lot of websites that were kind of like generic and cold and very like just like kind of bad websites and that really turned me off. Ooh, that's talking on a whole different issue about good website design. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it makes a big difference. And like the one that I went with is actually the furthest from me, physical distance. But I loved their website. They had all of these like little clips of like that were relevant to like what was going on in the season. Like make sure that you're, you know, doing this and here's how to do this. Like interesting tidbits. And then I looked at the doctors and I looked at their Instagrams too because I was like, I want to fucking know who you are. (laughs) You know, like I'm not paying no, I'm not going to say anything political, but I'm not paying no something political supporter. statement <laughs> yeah exactly beep, beep, beep. like I don't, yeah. you on, I don't want you on instagram like you know railing about your political beliefs i just want you to be like helpful and friendly and nice and that's exactly like the doctor that i picked is like she's super hot and like <laughs> criteria that number is one when choosing a doctor so i picked her <laughs> it's always worked really into fitness and but she's also like very kind and like has all these videos about like like super helpful videos online that are like you do this when you whatever but um she seemed very genuine and wanting to care for her genuine. community and yeah that, that was maybe the reason she gravitated towards direct primary care in her practice exactly. Exactly. and away from the rest of it yeah so and i looked up like her credentials and stuff and like where she went to school and whatnot so i made sure she was like a real doctor um i'm really excited to try it out and obviously like all of the websites too when you look at them they all recommend that you also carry catastrophic health insurance of course um and i was kind of getting in my head a little bit about that like well what if something really catastrophic does happen because i really don't want to go into medical debt and that makes me nervous but um i was also the, the biggest thing that i'm nervous about that happening like i don't have any major health issues right now and i don't foresee like anything crazy happening where i'm gonna have to like go to the emergency room i don't know who knows maybe i will but my biggest worry was that they could take my house away. So I was looking into that. Um, but in Texas specifically and, you know, wherever you're, you would have to like look up because it's all different from state to state. But in Texas, if you're a homestead, you can't, they can't come after you. My understanding is that they can't come after you for medical debt. Like they can't foreclose on your home for medical debt. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Hopefully that's one we don't actually have to find out. Yeah. Yes, I agree. <laughs> so for 
for those international listeners that we might have, um, in the U.S., obviously, you know, our health system is fucked, but um, that's obvious. We all know that. Um, but there's a this we are currently in the middle of an open enrollment period, which is the period of time where you can enroll in the government's healthcare marketplace um, and you can get uh, health care coverage through that if you're not offered anything through your employer. Um, so that's why we're talking about it now. That's why it's particularly relevant in this moment. Um, and it's why we all kind of had to make decisions now. Um, I, I guess I'm, I'm speaking for myself here. So because my employer does offer uh, insurance, they have an even smaller window. We had a like five or six day window that we had to decide if we wanted to enroll. Um, so I spent a lot of time looking into the direct primary care as well. Um, and I love it. But I ended up going with my employer's insurance for a couple reasons. Um, one, well, several reasons, I guess. Um, some more rational than others. One is that this year it's going to be cheaper than through the government uh, marketplace, which is bananas. Um, so that's great. I'm actually spending less money in 2020 than in 2019. Or no, the other way around. Do you 2021. Know what it is? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but it's less and I'm just celebrating it. Um, so I'm doing that. Mine's a catastrophic plan and my deductible is $1,400 less than my government plan is right now. My current plan is a 7,900 deductible and out of pocket maximum. And this new plan is 6,500 deductible and the same out of pocket, out of pocket maximum, um, free virtual doctor visits, which is great. Um, and it's HSA eligible, which I learned from Maggie uh, at the first time that we met, uh, that gives me, and I hope I don't butcher this, but it gives me the opportunity to have a non-taxed investment uh, that I can put in. I think, what did we say the cap this year was? 3200 I thought it was thirty-one, but then I thought someone corrected me. I think it went up this year. It was like, but it's not much more than that. It's something approximately somewhere in the range yeah. of a few thousand dollars that you can put in an account for retirement if you don't spend it on healthcare expenses. It's not taxed when it goes in, and if you start pulling out during retirement... It's not taxed then either. Or if you pull it out for medical expenses, right? Right. 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 Um, so I wanted to try that this year um, just to see what happens. <laughs> um, yeah. And because I'm hyper paranoid about catastrophic stuff, um, always have been. So, yeah, that's the reason I went with that option. And I'm pretty excited. It's not a fucking HMO. Like, I, I messaged them. They didn't have like a directory to see if my doctor so the oh oh yeah the biggest reason is that i wanted my gynecologist and my gynecologist doesn't offer the direct primary care stuff mm -hmm. um and i love her so much um so i messaged this uh the insurance company and i was like hey does my doctor covered i can't find a network and they're like oh yeah we cover we cover all doctors unless they're like refuse to take our money um we take we we cover everyone which is crazy that's like that crazy yeah. that's like that not a thing um what's your deductible uh so 6500 that's not bad i mean yeah compared to what i have now uh it's i would argue it is awful <laughs> but it's yeah. not not comparatively speaking to I've other catastrophic the, yeah the ones on the health the healthcare.gov right now are like fucking terrible it's like three hundred dollars for I don't know, like $8,000 deductible and like yeah. doesn't cover anything. I'm like, yeah. why am I paying this? It's awful. And that's what this plan is. It's like no co-pays or anything. You pay everything out of pocket until you hit your deductible. But um, 
with my with dental coverage, which I always get because my teeth are awful. Um, I, I'm really making myself seem very attractive mm-hmm. on this podcast. <laughs> single and super, ready to mingle, I'm man. Gay member of the group. Becca's super hot. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, I can say it too. <laughs> Actually, I did the other day. I was fixing my sink, and Becca walked in like half naked. You, I don't want to make you sound like a troll, <laughs> but she was wearing like a sports bra and like. What else were you wearing? Like short? And Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Underwear. I think yeah. And I was like, damn, girl. <laughs> you looked fine. Thank you. It felt good because in the moment I felt very awful. <laughs> so it was really nice to hear. Y'all can always tell me I'm hot at any point. In I feel like I was channeling the like, like, I don't like masculine energy of a plumber. Yeah, you were like, working on your shit. Like, and I was like, damn. <laughs> Just something about turning wrenches. Yeah. Yeah, there's something about it. What Um, we're hearing is that you invest in your beautiful smile. I invest in the smile. I've got a lot of gold crowns in the back of my face. Um, And I got to have a budget for it. So, but oh yeah, all that to say, my um, healthcare coverage and dental this year is going to come out to $290 a month, which currently I'm paying like $325 a month or something. So I'm I'm saving a little bit of money. That's not bad. Um, but I mean, I'd love, I, I'm so excited to see your experience with direct primary care. Um, cause it feels like the future for American healthcare because we're so fucked. Like our system is so awful. It's cool that there's even like, I had no idea this existed until last week. It's cool that there's even a new avenue you can explore. Yeah, it is nice. Um, and it's really affordable. I think I pay like 87 a month and then i also decided to get a dental kind of some it's like kind of like the dental version of direct primary care where it's just you pay like 75 dollars a year and anyone who participates you can go to them it's really like you know it's places like castle dental it's Mm -hmm. like not fancy dental places but it covers x-rays and a teeth cleaning and like it reduces your prices for basic services like fillings and things like that. So it's like $40 a filling versus like 100 or 200 normally. So I got that as well. I think it's called like One Smile or something. It's, yeah. You know, like 75 bucks a year and it covers like basic shit. Yeah, that's good to have. Teeth are important. Teeth are important and I and I definitely need it. So we'll see. I am nervous about the catastrophic stuff. I do think I probably should have real insurance, but... I would say you've made a big upgrade over the last year of not having that catastrophic insurance yes. and now at least having someone taking care of your general health yes. needs. Yeah. Can we talk for a moment about how ridiculous it is that we can only sign up for health insurance once a year? Yeah. Yeah. So like, like, that makes no sense for men or women, but especially not for women. Because that means that if you think you might be planning to start a family, you need to know what type of health insurance you're going to need. Like one time a year, you have to make that decision. Like next year, am I going to need that type of health insurance? I don't know. I'm not planning to have kids, so I'm very thankful. I don't have to think about that every year. But like picking health insurance is stressful enough without also trying to predict your future, predict your relationships, predict whether or not maybe you end up pregnant at a time you weren't intending to. Yeah. Well, yeah, and even if not even with pregnancy, but say like something happens to you and you get diagnosed with cancer or something, mm. you're stuck right. with the insurance you have 
until you can re-enroll and maybe you have a super high deductible and you're just like, well, fuck, guess I'm paying that until next year when I can mm-hmm. figure out something different. Right. There, I uh, Off the top of my head, I can't think of any other insurance industry that runs on an annual cycle like that. Yeah. Like if I want to change my house insurance, I can do that. If I want to change my car insurance, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. It's all fucking bullshit. In general, I'm sort of anti-insurance, but I do find that health insurance is necessary, at least in my scenario. Mm-hmm. And so what, what is your health insurance situation, Maggie? So I am offered health and health insurance plan through my corporate America job. And I sort of the way I, I look at it is I don't even really think about how much it costs. I just am like, I pay that. And that's what I pay. And I do the high deductible HSA plan because I want to have an HSA. But uh, if my my health expenses were kind of high this year, just for various reasons. So I might reconsider switching to the low deductible plan, but then I would not be HSA eligible. But basically, I don't even know how much it costs. I just like it comes out of my paycheck and I don't even think about it because that's something I have to pay and I will always pay it. So. So you don't know. Have you looked at? I could find out. I think it's probably I probably pay like close to 200 or more 200 to 250 dollars per paycheck for my health insurance. Is it good? It seem it's probably good health insurance too. Yeah, it's pretty good health insurance. It's a PPO and I'm HSA eligible, and which is high deductible, quote unquote. And I think my deductibles, my high deductible is like three thousand dollars. Oh, what? That's, that's amazing. Um, for but that's like the it's PPO, so it's like pretty much everyone. But that's in network, and everyone I've gotten to has been in network. Then out of network deductibles more than that. It's like seven thousand, but. So far, I haven't had a doctor that wasn't in, couldn't find a doctor that hasn't been in the network yet. So, but yeah, and then my copays are pretty low. It's like $20 a visit, and I can see any specialist without a recommendation. Oh my gosh. So it's good health insurance. I pay a lot of money for it, but I don't think about it too hard. Nice. Yeah. It just, what drives me, <laughs> what drives me crazy. What's insane to me is that your value as a human is tied to your employment in this country. Like you, like the quality of your health insurance or whether you get health insurance is pretty much tied to like whether you have a job or your spouse or so your it's spouse tied into employment or unless marriage. you can, you are so financially independent that you can afford really expensive health care. Mm-hmm. Like it just blows my mind that that's how we, value people in our society is is just completely based around what job they have it's kind of sad well there, there's definitely been I, I feel like in this country and in many countries insurance as an idea isn't really what our system is because true insurance should be for only those catastrophic things that really would ruin you right. and something more like the direct primary care relationship with a doctor makes a lot more sense for your ongoing stuff but with the way that insurance is run in this country and in many countries, we've tied preventative care and ongoing wellness mm-hmm. in with insurance, which should only be catastrophic, yeah. which has driven insurance costs up without actually giving us the benefit that you get with something like direct primary care. So if we could have that movement grow a lot more yeah. and have insurance return to truly being insurance, which is something you never plan to use. Yeah. Like right now, we're all trying to find insurance that also covers these expenses we have annually 
But really, it should be the type of thing that you pay for it, you forget about it, and you hope you never, ever, ever have to use it. I am down with all that you said, Julie, for it. Yeah. Just because I want to support the direct primary care movement so much, I was thinking I might still sign up for like a really cheap one because some Mm -hmm. of them are crazy fucking cheap, like $20 a month. Right. I might sign up for one just so I have, like in addition to my insurance, just so that I have like a doctor I can develop a relationship with, which I've never done with a primary care doctor. They've exclusively been awful (laughs) so far in my life experience, (laughs) which is why I go to my gynecologist for anything. (laughs) I went So I had an earache. (laughs) Yeah. I had eczema and I was like I was like, schedule a well woman and ask her about it. And I did. And she's perfect. And she helped. Okay. So I'm going to correct myself per paycheck for my benefits in general, not including like my 401k and investment. I pay $238, but it includes a lot of things, and um, my deductible is not too crazy. Oh, here it is. Deductible for in-network, $1,750, and for out-of-network, $3,500. Very attractive. That is, yeah. Deeply arousing. (laughs) That is some sexy Um, Work for giant corporate America, and uh, you're... Health insurance options will improve. Yeah. Because See, you are a valuable asset and they want to keep you chugging along for them. Um, I actually have this printed out, though, with my boss's phone number on it in case something happens to me. My girlfriend can easily find it, figure out what I'm covered for and call my boss and tell her that I'm dying. Isn't that? In- I had um, so responsible. I like was talking about how we all need tattoos on our wrists saying which hospitals you can take us to if we pass out. Because again, for the non-Americans that might be listening, we not all hospitals are in your network. So if you feel like you need to go to the hospital, you have to Google it and find out what hospitals are covered or else you might, someone, a good Samaritan might call an ambulance, which might not be covered. And they might pick you up and take you to a hospital that might not be in your network. Um, and then you've got a $50,000 bill to pay because they took you unconscious to a hospital that wasn't in your network. That, yeah. It's that is, so that is real up. life. You have some to decide. Some hospitals, not all, but some hospitals, if they if you show up there and you're not in like critical condition or after they've helped you, will transfer you mm-hmm. to a hospital they know is in your network. I would say that's probably pretty rare, though. I had a, I, I say friend, but an acquaintance years ago, well, not many years ago, a couple of years ago, who went, um, I guess, into diabetic shock. She passed out, um, and she got someone, a good Samaritan, called an ambulance and took her to a hospital while she was unconscious, and it wasn't in her network, and she left the hospital. I think she was admitted for two days or something. She left the hospital with a $50,000 bill, yeah. and she's, you know, she worked at, at a point, food truck. <laughs> that was I, her job. That's crazy because at that point, you're not consenting to that. So how can they charge you if you didn't even consent to being sent to that hospital? It wasn't a network. (laughs) This is crazy. Like, yeah, it's you basically have to decide, are my injuries life-threatening enough for me to want to go into medical debt over this situation? Like, that is what we deal with with events like this. And like with epilepsy, you know, um, Joey, my partner, has epilepsy, 
And he talks all the time about like, if I have an epileptic seizure, do not call the ambulance unless it unless it's like goes on for more than a few minutes where it is critical. Like a lot of people that have epilepsy will, will like insist that you do not call the ambulance because it will cost them thousands of dollars and they'll be fine. Like it's not just throw me in the trunk and take me to the hospital. Right. Really must. <laughs> Yeah, Just roll yeah. up on. Fine, the- <laughs> fine is such a relative term in that as in that. Scenario, yeah, it is, yeah. and that's yes. what because if you've ever seen anyone having a seizure, which like I know Becca has, it is fucking terrifying. Like they look like they're dying. They go like gray and they just like, it's fucking terrifying. Mm. Especially to so, see someone you love. Like in the- exactly, and like your first instinct is like to call for help. So. um but yeah, in, in in America, we have to weigh our options when it comes to getting help, the help we need versus if we want to pay catastrophic amounts of money for it. So that's fun. I have done everything in my power to avoid going to a hospital she, on many you occasions. You really have, including being bitten by a poisonous snake. <laughs> I'm alive. <laughs> Venomous snake. Venomous, yes. What's um, the difference? Poison is something you ingest, and really venom is something that is put in you. I never knew that. You learn something new every day, kids. So unless Julie ate the snake, <laughs> uh, from my memory, that is no, interesting. I, I didn't realize it had like a a tie to like whether you ingested it or if it was put in. <laughs> 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 uh, Julie, what's your health insurance situation? I really wish I knew more about it to be able to describe it. Um, I asked Zach, but because he we, we made all these decisions a year or so ago, and we've decided to stick with the same insurance that we currently have, so it's not fresh in either of our minds. But it is not from the marketplace. It is not direct primary care. It is, I think, more one of the health insurance pools, but mm. not one of the religious ones. Not one of the Christian co-ops? No, I don't believe so. I <laughs> tried would've... to get into it, and you got to be really Yeah, religious. they would have filtered me out pretty fast. <laughs> um, so... Have you tried to pray it away? Because we actually can't <laughs> admit you <laughs> until you've tried. <laughs> God will heal you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but having actually for the first time in 10 years, gone to a primary care physician for an annual checkup. Oh, sure. And then gone back to get drugs for a kidney stone. And I'm really starting to to sort of build a relationship with uh, a direct primary, or not direct primary care, a primary care doctor um, who I love. I've avoided doctors for so long because I've always felt like they... um were really just acting as a cog in the system or didn't care about me as a human or especially as women i often find that doctors don't take us seriously or don't believe us when we tell them what's going on and i have a very high pain tolerance i've had a lot of injuries and traumatic things happen so i can walk in to a doctor and tell them what's going on in excruciating pain without them be- without looking like what you would expect someone in the level of pain that i'm in in that moment and so they don't take you seriously. So I have always taken, in the few instances where I've actually gone, I've always taken an advocate with me. Maggie has been that for me before. Oh. And my husband, because they will stand there and be like, no, really, she's in pain. Like, it, she doesn't it look like it, but. 
But if yeah. she's in this room, she's in pain. <laughs> yeah. The fact that she's here is all you need yeah. to know. Um, so having actually, like, I, I researched and I talked to other women here in Austin and found out which practices they liked. And then I picked a doctor at one of them. And my husband and I decided to both go to the same doctor that we could have back-to-back appointments. So we'd both be in the room at the same time Ugh. all the time. So I always have an advocate there. Mm. And I don't even need that anymore. After the first appointment with our current doctor, I was like in love. That's, ama- <laughs> That's, awesome. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the practice we picked has a really strong focus on wellness and actual like care for you and not just reactive medicine um which is one of the reasons we picked them so that's awesome can you yeah. remind me again what you signed up for like what the plan is i don't <laughs> i don't know what it is i i can find out but um my point in talking about the doctor relationship is that this is the first year i've ever actually in in a long time sub- like submitted something to insurance and you know, gone through that process, having done sort of our basic care. And I think we have, um, it's like they, I want to say they cover, like, they do 80% and we do the 20% copay or something like that. Our monthly. (laughs) And I could be totally (laughs) wrong on that. I could not believe. Um, I could not believe going like when I had to get um, the painkillers for the kidney stone and I was, you know, dreading having to go to the pharmacy and pick it up to find out what it was going to cost. I'm constantly on like goodrx.com trying to find coupons for things because um, I used to take a prescription for rosacea that was, oh, I can't remember what it's called. Um, But without insurance, for a 30-day supply of something you were supposed to take every day, they wanted to charge me different points between $200 and $400 for something that the base pharmaceutical in it is... I don't remember. It's like like an antibiotic. (laughs) It's your standard antibiotic. Yeah, Yeah. it's an antibiotic. I've said it so many times in my life, I should know. Doxycycline. (laughs) Oh, that was it? That, That was it. The particular prescription that skyrocketed in price like from one month to the next was a particular formulation of it yeah i buy it so then when maggie and i are traveling overseas i go and raid all the pharmacies there and it costs me like 10 bucks for a year supply Mm. or when when the prices jumped here to that i started ordering it from india because I could buy a year supply or like three year supply for like seventy dollars. So it's a it sweet safe? little health hack. Is it safe to buy medicine online? Because I looked into that and I didn't. There were some websites that were like, "Don't do it." I was like, I "But can, it's so cheap." I can absolutely not make a statement on that <laughs> <laughs> for this particular. Yeah, very. And very I feel the need that I have to make a statement <laughs> on that, which is like maybe be careful. <laughs> right. Just just be careful. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Um, in this instance, I was comfortable with testing the waters to see if it was legitimate and if it would show up on my door mm-hmm. because this is literally one of the most common 
antibiotics globally. It's taken as an anti-malarial when you travel. You can find it in any pharmacy. In most right. countries, you don't need a prescription. You just buy it over the counter. Mm. So for something like that, I was willing to right. take the risk. It's not like a life-saving right. kind of. Right. But when I went to get the medications for my kidney stone, and it was like, oh, no, it's $10. And actually, it's going to be cheaper with your insurance than with the good RX coupon, blah, blah, blah. And that blew my mind because oh my, <laughs> my experience yeah. has been so different yeah. leading up to this point. Um, so, yeah, was, I've been very happy with it. So we've decided to just stick with that for now yeah, and focus on other things this month because awesome. it's such a drain every year to have to weigh all your options, see the current state of things, watch the prices of the healthcare, um, the uh, marketplace plans just go up and up and up every year. Yeah, I, I do want to know when you find out what your insurance is because i am curious because i know you're also a freelancer mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it would be or you own your own business so it would be interesting to know right. what, how the route that you took mm -hmm. and w i do know the monthly cost that is i think about 450 a month and that covers both of us wow. see that's amazing that's mm -hmm. for both of you that's a really good that seems like a really reasonable price and it's, de it's definitely not a low deductible, like it's a high deductible, but because it also has some of the copay along the way mm -hmm. for normal non-catastrophic stuff, the chances of us hitting the copay is, or the, the deductible. I was going to bring up that I feel like I had a very stunted growth in this adulting aspect of my life because I could always just call my mom. And be like, Mom, I have I have this. What is, what, is it something to worry about? Am I dying? And then she'd be like, yes or no. Or then she'd be like, I have a friend who's, uh, you know, a dentist and go see them and they'll take care of you. Or, you know, I just always had like a hookup, so to speak. <laughs> and not to say that I didn't pay like co-pays and like have health insurance, but I always just like kind of relied on my mom to tell me what to do Yeah. for so long. Yeah. And it took me a really long time to like figure out that maybe I should separate my mom from my personal health issues <laughs> was your mom yeah. is the reason I mean, it was at some point in college where i was just like i i just i think i had something i needed to go to the ut health center for and i was just like no i really need to see someone in person rather than call my mom about this i can't remember what it was herpes um, no I think it was when One I was. Four I was. I think it was when <laughs> I figured out that when I wasn't having periods for so long at a time, and I called my mom about it, and she was like, "You should definitely see someone about that." And I was like, "Oh, I oh okay. Well, you you're a gynecologist. You just you're not going to tell me what to do." And she's like, "No, I think you should see someone about that." And I was like, "Oh, I guess I will then." And I went to the UT Health and Center or whatever, and they helped me out. And after that, I was like, "I'm an adult. I could have been doing this for ages." And like. I can take charge of my own health and see my own doctors when I want to. I once had a doctor. There's, I won't tell this whole story because it's insane, but I thought I had ghost spiders living in my skin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, ghost spiders? Ghost spiders living in my skin. I, I kept getting spider bites only on my right side between my knee and my ankle. It only happened at night. It was the weirdest fucking thing in the world. I'd wake up and there was a new fucking spider bite and I treated my whole apartment for bed bugs, I replaced my mattress. Oh my god! Didn't sleep for ages because I'd wake up and be like, "I feel you, motherfucker," and I would like shine a light, and there's nothing there. And um, I even read like read this forum where this woman like took a bath in olive oil, and then all these like spiders crawled out of her skin. No, what? It was probably fake, but I did it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nobody liked that. Nobody <laughs> <liked> <laughs> and nothing crawled out of my skin. So I like at this point I'd lost my <laughs> That's mind. An expensive bath. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't totally olive oil. It was like partial Just olive like oil. A hundred bottles of olive oil. <laughs> Not made of money. That would be like five hundred dollars worth of olive oil. But oh, I- wait, this is gonna start. <laughs> How much money is five hundred dollars <laughs> bottles of olive oil? <laughs> Taylor's guess five hundred dollars. <laughs> So okay. I'm gonna guess. Had, I'm gonna guess a different amount. No, okay. If you had to fill a bathtub full of just olive oil, well, okay. are we are olive we oil? using your Sam's Club membership? Okay, say we're just going to like HEB or a normal grocery store. Okay, a bottle of olive oil, right, is like seven to ten dollars. I'm guessing you would probably have to fill that bathtub with like at least. A hundred bottles. Oh, I bet it's not a hundred. That's way, more way too much. So, like, wise, you're seven yeah. I Also, know, that's I'm way like, more expensive. <laughs> so, that's like a thousand dollars worth of olive oil. Okay, I didn't spend a thousand dollars. It was a partial olive oil bath. Anyways, nothing crawled out of my skin. And so finally, and I, I emailed, actually, y'all will appreciate this, the two bug enthusiasts among us. I, Listen, ghost spiders are <laughs> sacred, Becca. I emailed every entomologist in Texas. I emailed them a picture unsolicited. Is this true? Yeah, this is 100%. <laughs> Every entomologist that I could find that was a professor level or Meyer. And I emailed them a picture of my spider bites. And I was like, please tell me what this is. <laughs> oh my God, I'm dying. Did you get any responses? Two. Uh, I don't remember what one of them was, but one of them said, you should probably just go to your doctor. And I had written that off as an idea. I was like, go to a doctor. What's a doctor going to do about fucking nighttime spider bites? (laughs) (laughs) But the entomologist is definitely going to know what to do about nighttime spider bites. Um, And like a couple people. Oh, a cut. One person. She. She. One person responded that I should like put scotch tape on a cut or on a bite and like rip it off and see if like a stinger or something came out. There was a couple buggy responses. So I go to the doctor by the entomologist's request. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> And um and I was like I like had I hadn't slept I was I looked gaunt and awful and I was like hu- I was literally sitting on the table hugging my knees into my chest because at this point I had so many spider bites all over my leg and they were just they were huge and hot and awful like they felt hyper infected and I was just like losing my mind and the nurse comes in and she was like oh it looks like you have folliculitis. <laughs> And I was like, what? and she's like, yeah, you just have inflammation of your hair follicles. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> and I like, flashback to the last five weeks of me like emailing entomologists <laughs> and like about poison spiders. Your mattress <laughs> bathing in olive oil. Performing an exorcism. I really wish. <laughs> 
I really wish you would have called me around this time because I was probably taking entomology and I would have gone up to my professor and been like, did you get an email? <laughs> I know that person. Well, he did. I'm telling you right now, they got the email. Um, yeah, and then sure enough, that's what I had. But that wasn't the point of the story. <laughs> so I had folliculitis, which is like the most basic skin infection you can have. Um, and apparently I was getting it from shaving, and that's why it was showing up at night, because I take night showers. I would shave, and it would spread it up my leg, and then I'd fall asleep, and I'd get a new infection and a hair follicle. Really weird. But one was really bad, and so he tested it for MRSA. I didn't know what MRSA was, but he was like, this actually looks pretty bad. I'm going to test this for MRSA. And then he looks at me, winks, and said, there's an NFL player in the hospital for this right now, Not, as if that yeah, was going to no. make me feel better. <laughs> right. And so I was Hello, like, okay. bedside manner. He was awful. And so I like leave the office and call my mom, because I call my mom all the time with my health stuff. Uh, usually after I know what was happening, but at this point I'd lost my mind. And so I told her, I was like, okay, it wasn't ghost spiders. But I got <laughs> but I got tested for MRSA and she uh, freaked out in my mom's nature, which is not very dramatic. But by her standard, she was like, MRSA? Like that you need to be in the, if you have MRSA, you like have to be in the hospital. It's crazy, crazy contagious and it's awful. And I was like, I don't know. He didn't seem super concerned. You winked. Yeah, you winked at me. And so he tested me for MRSA and then I just never heard back. This is looping back to your, like they just didn't call me. And so I called them after I learned what MRSA was. I called them and I was like, can you just tell me if I have it, please? And they're like, "Mm, the doctor's not in right now. We can't really share that information. I was like, please. (laughs) It's my information. Yeah. I was taking, sorry, this is a very long story. He had prescribed me an antibiotic and I took it and I was allergic to it. So my whole body had broken out in like a hot Hot. rash. Yeah. It was awful. And so I, after learning what MRSA was, was convinced I had a blood infection and I was dying. (laughs) (laughs) And so I called the, I called them. I was like, please just tell me if I have MRSA because my body is hot. I'm covered in a rash. I'm worried I'm dying. And they're like, "Mm, we can't really, (laughs) we can't really tell you, but we do need to encourage you to continue taking your antibiotic. And I was like, I can't sleep. (laughs) Yeah. Also that person potentially could get fired. Oh, well, you're literally having an allergic reaction reaction to a person who's then telling you. It sounds like it was a textbook reaction as well. Like, that's like what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm allergic to penicillin and it's the same. Any of the like penicillin derived antibiotics, just instant like major rash. Awful. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, but keep taking that thing that your body clearly doesn't Ghost like. spiders is the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> this was, was a so roller coaster. Funny. I'm so sorry you went through that. We're finding it hilarious now, but dur- at the time that must have been terrible. <laughs> it's it's objectively funny now. <laughs> we all feel better about our bodies now. I do find it very interesting that... We all have taken a slightly different path to our health insurance this year. Mm-hmm. Like really quite, some of us quite different. Yeah. I'll be yeah, very interested back here. in the 2021. So you've paid the most for their health. We seriously should. That'd the giant really now hosted by the one remaining member who's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> the one with real health insurance. Really, three are homeless. <laughs> 
Cool. Yeah, that was a. I really enjoyed this episode, y'all. I, really I don't think I've laughed that hard. <laughs> Your <laughs> Such laugh a was a long time. Yeah, exponential <laughs> laugh levels. <laughs> <For sure. laughs>